Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my blog, where it's both my mission and my pleasure to highlight my creative journey in hopes of inspiring you and giving you tangible takeaways to make your creative journey just a little bit easier, or hopefully a lot easier. Now, before I get into things, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already, that we get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. So let's get into it, right? Um, I have a friend that is one week away from filming his uh, first independent film, and it's very exciting for him. You know, he's a he's a writer, director, um, in that sense, like I was on my first movie. And it's exciting to see him start this process, you know, and, and, uh, and, and I can kind of really be there for him and, you know, help guide him along in that sense. But he also has a different style on certain things, right? So it's cool to see that process come together for him. And I can't wait to see the results once the cameras start rolling. And, you know, ultimately, my big thing for all things is that there's never a singular way to do something, right? There's there's never one. Uh, sure, there can be like incorrect ways, but there's not a single correct way either to do something, right? There could ultimately... Uh, it's about getting the result and so forth. Now, I'm not advocating for toxicity and so forth uh, in terms of the process, but in general, right, the spirit of it is that there's no singular path to get there. And what has been interesting for me in talking with my friend is that, uh, you know, how he's kind of approaching it. And, you know, for me, I'm someone who shoots multiple cameras. Uh, he is going to go with one camera. And, you know, in that way, they kind of have everything really uh, plotted, shot listed down to exactly how it's going to kind of really edit. And for me, given my documentary background, um, A, I just like filming in general, to be honest, I just see it as almost like a necessary evil to get to the editing phase, which is my favorite part. Um, you know, because that's when you really start to shape the movie and you see all these things. Uh, so for me, you know, and part of it's out of necessity, uh, just A, needing to film faster. And I like to have the performances be as um, organic as possible. So I like to approach it like a documentary style where, you know, the actors go about what they need to and the cameras are there capturing them, right? And again, just it's neither is better nor worse. It's just a different approach, different style. Um but it's interesting to me kind of that, you know, that choice, right? And uh, I'm curious to see how it all comes together and so forth. And I've seen, uh, you know, he was kind enough to send me like scouting locations. And, you know, um, I gotten a chance to see a couple of the angles um, for the various characters with stand-ins and so forth. And because I've read the script, it's really cool seeing that come together. Um, and I can really start to visualize it. So, so it is... Um, it's a fun time, you know, to observe someone's creative process and and really see it come to life, you know, and and we can kind of support each other in that way. You know, he's like I said, he's about a week out from filming his thing. And 
you know, me, I'm in the midst of pre-production on mine. I'm a couple months away from shooting mine. So we're at different stages, but we can both be there for each other because some of the things that I'm facing, you know, uh, he dealt with and, you know, he can, and by the way, it's not that none of us, you know, in a lot of ways, like we've been through this before. And so we know, like, these are, we know how to handle the thing. So a lot of times it's just, just mentally being there for each other of like, you know, it's all good. It's all good type of thing. Right. Um, and so that, that, that sort of distance of process, um, not the differences, but in terms of the timing, uh, allows us to kind of, uh, you know, just support one another in a way that I think we still could, let's say if we were both like filming at the same time, um, but it, it just um, it just allows each of us to have a slightly different perspective and and offer that uh, advice, you know, that macro advice that we need at any certain moment. So it's cool. And by the way, I'm being big about who this person is, just you know, um, because it's his movie, it's his story, and things like that. And I don't want to divul- divulge uh, details about it. You know, that's that's his um, in that sense. I'm just kind of giving the broad strokes and leaving out the details so you don't know who it is. Um, and the good news is I know a lot of filmmakers, so it could be any number of people that I know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, at the start of this, this week, this past week, um, the big thing was to finalize, not finalize, but at least get, get a, a drafted schedule of the filming for my movie done. And so, you know, I got together with one of the producers, Kenny Harrison, and where he worked it out. And overall, like before this, I had um, roadmap the macro of like, you know, day one is this, day two is this, day three is this and so forth. And so we kind of worked off of that, um, you know, filling in the specific um, scenes for each of that. And, you know, um, using, we used uh, Studio Binder and that of course gives you uh, a page count for each day and and all that um, and so forth, right? And you can, you know, you can create tear sheets much easier and faster, right? That's what Studio Binder is designed to do among other things, right? And it's a great resource. And I've talked about it in the past. Uh, and we got we got a version done, which was great to finally kind of see the specifics. But <laughs> one of the things we did we realized is that uh, in my macro version of the the planning, I made a oopsie. <laughs> Uh, because I skipped like an entire uh, portion of the movie and not, I mean, not an entire portion, but a a pretty like, let's say pivotal two scenes that are like eight pages, give or take. Um, And so not the end of the world, right? Um, We actually had plenty of space to be able to slot it in and be like, okay, cool. Now this works. Um, But it's just, you know, that's why you go through all this and, and, and so forth and uh, you know, double check all the work and, you know, for me, like the, the, the paper edit of the schedule that I made, the macro version, it's not like it was going to be the final thing. It was just, you know, something that was in my mind just to kind of see it. And then, you know, you go with the next phase that we did to then, you know, get into the nitty gritty and see how it all actually plays out. So we did that. And um, yeah, it allowed us to then have something to talk about with the rest of the production team, which um, I call Team Columbia, right? So I have a few friends down on the ground there. Um, That's kind of how this all came together is that I have friends there who I've gotten to know. And so, you know, we're talking with them so that way we can coordinate, um, you know, transportation, 
lodging, food, um, all that kind of stuff, right? And you know, now having a schedule allows us to really um, have meaningful conversations that before that were just kind of theoretical, right? Um, so that was a productive meeting that we were able to have because of the schedule. The other big thing that, uh, that I did accomplish last week was I finalized the shot list. Um, now when I say finalized, again, it's just, it's a draft. It's not like it's complete, but, but I, from, you know, page one all the way to the end page, um, I have a shot list and we have a good idea in mind. And so in that sense, we can kind of take a look at it and so forth and, and have a production meeting, which we will have this week to talk about, okay, how we approach that, how we film it, you know, the style of filming, yada, yada, yada. Um, it just allows us to have that meaningful conversation. Now, of course, there's going to be script changes uh, just in general and, and, and so forth. So that's going to alter the, the shot list. And also now and seeing it um, along with the the filming schedule, we can then kind of look at it of like, okay, what are the days that are heavy and, you know, okay, it would be nice to get uh, 10 shots for this scene, but you know what, let's focus on these eight. And if we can do the other two, great. But if not, they're just kind of superfluous. Let's just get the coverage that we absolutely need. Or, you know, instead of filming an entire scene for each shot, let's just, um, let's just break it down of, okay, if there's, you know, we, we know we need a particular shot or reaction of a character in a close-up, let's do it for the part that we need versus the entire scene, right? So it allows us that ability. So that's kind of the next phase of the shot list and so forth, uh, you know, kind of going about it. Um, but, you know, none of that happens without a first draft, right? And so all these different things, they're just iterations, right? Um, so we can have those meaningful conversations so we can see, you know, uh, are we on the right path where, where um, you know, we are taking up too much time, where we are not taking enough time and so forth, right? It's kind of the same thing with the rehearsals. One of the things that um, has been a byproduct of these rehearsals, they're great. But um, in terms of translating page to screen time, it's a little bit longer in terms of the actuality of it. And so, you know, I talked with John Comerford and, you know, one of the things that I said, like right now we have a hundred pages. So in theory, it should be an hour and 40. We kind of already um, wanted it to get down to like 95 minutes realistically. But now, you know, the way the rehearsals are kind of dictating it, um, it would look like we would be ending up at like an hour and 50, hour and 55. And so rather than film it that way and then have to edit later, you know, through the actual edit process, I, you know, this affords us the opportunity to really go through the script right now and uh, omit the stuff that, uh, you know, is nice but not necessary, right? And so that way I'd rather kill, um, as they say, darlings, right? Pardon the term, but, you know, that, that's the term, kill, kill your darlings. I'd rather do that now <laughs> versus, um, you know, uh, filming it and so forth. Because that's the other thing, like, it's not only, you know, it's one thing to film it and then fall, fall in love with it, um, but it could be harder to edit because then, let's say, you know, um, the blocking of it changes because I want people to be active within a scene and moving around a lot of times. And so if that happens, then, you know, that could open it up to continuity errors and I don't want that. And secondly, you know, the, the other big thing kind of looking at it, it's like, 
you know, we have to be cognizant because we, we, we are ambitious in terms of uh, what we want to film and, and the time we want to film it in. So it's like if we can just cut down certain scenes, um, you know, a natural byproduct then is it becomes easier and faster to film because, you know, the, the scenes are a little bit shorter. So in that sense, and, uh, you know, it just all kind of works in unison in that way, which is nice. So, you know, that's kind of what we're doing as well. And, you know, literally what I did yesterday was I reread the entire script and, uh, you know, on my tablet with my stylus, I just kind of was jotting down notes of what could be cut and so forth. And, um, you know, you just, luckily there's no, there's no like big scenes and, and nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like, you know, it's not like we're cutting out character arcs or, you know, side characters and things like that. Just, you know, sometimes getting in a scene a little bit quicker, getting out a little bit faster, finding out, okay, what is the scene really about? Getting rid of the stuff that's, that's kind of superfluous, um, you know, to that, um, unless it like really informs a character thing that we want. Um, and so, you know, I just kind of marked it up and John's going to go through, do all that, um, add his, adds the wrong word because we're really kind of taking away <laughs> or a, a certain, certainly changing. Um, but we'll see kind of where we end up. Um, you know, it's tough to say, cause right now I just, you know, like I said, it's not like I was doing it within the actual script. I was just doing it, uh, quote unquote, on paper, meaning, you know, just marking things up and then he's the one that'll kind of take them away. So we'll see. I mean, my guess just, just off of doing that, I mean, it should cut, my guess is five pages right off just what I did myself, you know, and I said like, Hey, let's try to, let's maybe try to just get to 93, you know, let's get to 93 pages. And I think that would feel good. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at with that process. Um, you know, we were supposed to have uh, an everybody rehearsal uh, this this weekend. Unfortunately, just the nature of indie film scheduling it changes all the time, and we couldn't do that right now. So instead, we worked on um, scenes with um, two of the main characters and kind of their solo stuff, um, and it worked out great. You know, it, it was great to kind of work with them and see their chemistry, you know, on camera and so forth. Um, and one of the things, you know, um, for me that I'm, I'm working on, you know, I find that I'm really good at directing the scenes that have dialogue in them. The scenes that don't, um, you know, I'm still working on. And that's kind of what, what I'm kind of looking towards. And, you know, I talk with um, a couple of other people as well to kind of get their feedback of like, hey, you know, what's a good approach for this to, to really bring it to life? And a couple of things that were shared with me that I'm going to experiment with is one, have the actors um, improv the scene by saying out loud what they're thinking. Right. So it's almost like voiceover narration for their character, um, you know, and just to play with it and, and see how that um, comes out in terms of emotion and so forth, right? So that was kind of one tip that was given to me that I'm going to try to utilize moving forward. Um, the other thing is um, give them short short um, directions, right? Rather than overwhelm them, just give them one or two tangible things and keep it brief, right? 
and kind of playing it that way. And then the third is for to have them tell me what they think the scene is about. So that way, um, you know, we can see if we're aligned or not in that way. And so, you know, those are the things kind of moving forward that I'm going to do. The other thing, um, you know, because we've been filming the rehearsals, I've been creating like this rehearsal film and hence why I know like that the script needs to be cut down um, because I can, you know, see it translated on screen and so forth. And I'm putting it into a timeline. So we have like this rehearsal edit of the film. And, you know, now that we have that, I'm going to start to utilize that as part of rehearsals um, to play it back to the actors and be like, okay, see how, you know, um, see how this is coming across. This is good. Um, this is what I would like to kind of um, just up a little bit so we see the expression on your face or whatever it might be, right? Um, so that's another tool um, that is at our disposal, right? So, yeah, you know, that's kind of the long and short of, of all of that. Um, you know, this week, uh, a main focus is for the actors to, you know, uh, let me know what costuming they have versus what they need so we can have a game plan of that. Um, we're altering the, the, the filming schedule based on a couple of things, based on um, my, our Team Columbia meeting and things of that nature, you know, just progressing forward little by little. Uh, you know, now as part of that, we're coming up on the final days of our crowdfund, which um, I've linked to in the description box, but you know, it would mean the world to me if you at least checked it out, shared it with somebody. If you're able to financially contribute, even just a small amount, it would mean the world to me. It takes, um, it makes all of our lives that much easier by, you know, with everyone's contributions versus just, you know, our own essentially. Um, and, you know, we've already had a good number of people um, be very, very generous, but, um, you know, um, we could still, uh, use, use help in that way, you know? Um, and so if at any point with any of my blogs, my, well, my lessons, um, they've been a benefit, you know, think of it like, um, kind of like an in-kind payment, you know, for all the stuff that I uh, have brought you and will continue to bring you, you know? Um, it would just mean a lot to me and the rest of the team if you at least, um, checked it out. All right. So, um, the other kind of stuff, going on is, um, you know, what I've noticed, you know, in indie filmmaking, there's always going to be stuff that comes up and it's all doable and things like that. Um, and luckily, you know, by having a good team around me, we're able to really handle some of the hurdles that come our way, which, which are always to be expected. And especially on this level, um, especially filming in a different country and so forth. Right. But it's interesting, you know, um, my dog, uh, has had a pinched nerve. And so I'm being very cautious, uh, in, you know, exercising her. So when it, whenever we walk, it's just kind of really essential walks, nothing too long just to, um, you know, let her do her business. Um, but in that way, you know, I noticed that it, it takes an effect because, you know, we used to walk three plus miles a day, right. And, you know, walking for me is a great time to, collect my thoughts, de-stress and so forth. And by essentially not having that for, you know, going on two and a half weeks, it does sort of mess with you. And not that I couldn't do it without her, but like, 
Um, I don't know, just something about it feels wrong to, you know, go on a walk, then come back, put her in her kennel, and then, you know, go on my own separate walk. Um, and, you know, my soccer league ended uh, a little while ago. Um, and so not having that either, um, it's just been interesting, you know, just it's, it's, it's definitely less physical activity and, and you kind of, you know, my, I, I definitely noticed my ability to kind of handle certain things that normally would be pretty easy breezy have, have been affecting me, you know? And so it's just something for me that I gotta be mindful of. Um, and luckily, you know, um, she's getting to the stage where, um, I feel like she's making, making the turn again, I'm just kind of being overly cautious, um, because she's on a lot of pain meds and, you know, I don't want her giving, getting that false sense of security where like, oh, she's all good and she'll do X, Y, and Z, but really be hurting herself in the process. And, and, and just because she can't feel it, you know, that's why pain ultimately is good because it, it, it provides a feedback loop to ourselves to not do something. Well, when she can't feel that pain, you know, she, and, you know, unfortunately with her, she doesn't know any better and she'll just do the thing that uh, is harmful for her. Um, I'd still much rather that, you, you know, I'd still like without the pain meds, her quality of life was just garbage, um, unfortunately. And so, um, you know, and she's on a good amount of pain meds and things like that. And her quality of life is, is, is way better. And in that process, you know, uh, that's why I'm being cautious because I, I and for her sake, don't want um, you know, that false sense of security to you know, be doing more damage. So I think like another week, maybe week and a half, I'll be overly cautious and then we'll get back to our regular routine because, you know, she's definitely, you know, <laughs> she's like, hey, why are we going longer type of thing too. Um, anyway, uh, the other thing, so, uh, you know, just kind of working on some side stuff as well. And um, it was really a first time that I was editing like a TikTok 90 second like montage video. And when you're cutting to a beat that's pretty fast, uh, you kind of forget how long 90 seconds can really be. Like you're basically making two cuts per second. You know, so that's 180 individual edits um, or shots rather. That's quite a lot, <laughs> you know? And I had to essentially do this for four different videos. And you kind of forget, like, damn, that's that's extensive. And, you know, there's not really a lesson there or something like that, but it's just, you know, um, sometimes you kind of forget um, all the, you know, just deconstructing something, um, how, like, much can go into it. You know, and, and speaking, kind of tying it back to my movie and, and the shot list, I never really considered this, right, because I don't, you know, um, I don't look at the statistics of any of it, but, you know, like how many edits are within my first feature film or how many individual shots and things like that. And um, what's interesting, like, uh, you know, if all goes accordingly, you know, to the shot list now, I think we'll have 700 individual shots within the movie. Now, that doesn't include, you know, include the edit points and so forth. But, you know, you're like, okay, that's, that's quite a lot of shots. That's cool. You know, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know the statistics of the number of shots for other movies and so forth. Because, um, I don't know, for me, editing, like, I look at things scientifically, but I don't, at the end of the day, it's about the feeling and so forth and, and just kind of getting it done. And so I don't like to then reverse it and, 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 you know, look at the statistics of X, Y, and Z. 
Um, but, you know, it, uh, my shot list has done essentially a spreadsheet. And so, you know, it has the rows and the numbers. And so you kind of just, you're like, oh, about 700. That's, that seems like a good number of shots, <laughs> you know, um, and so forth, right? So, um, yeah, it's all just kind of interesting and so forth. But the reason I don't think about it is because it's all academic and, I don't know. For me, it, I, don't, I don't have a purpose to it beyond just that, you know? Because um, it's not like if I knew some other movies like Shot Count and Edits, it's like, okay, like I'm not, I wouldn't be trying to recreate that because then you're just forcing that movie, you know? There's a difference between like being inspired by something versus copying it, you know? And I've gotten, it's always interesting to me in that sense of like, oh, you know, it wasn't until uh, this was kind of happening that I saw the reference of, you know, what you said, like you were inspired by this movie. And it's like, well, yeah, I was inspired. I wasn't trying to copy it, you know? So it's like, you're not going to see a one-to-one comparison. Like, that's not the point. So it's kind of interesting that way. Uh, the other thing, um, you know, I graduated from, or, or I went to um, Emerson College, and uh, they have a great sort of alumni program now and you know they're really trying to merge current students with with alumni and so forth and so they have like the social network called emerge and it's it's just been really surprising to me um the students that take advantage of it you know and the ones that like you know essentially reach out to me and it's always just a humbling experience you know they're like and you know a lot of them are very proper and uh, so forth and you know they seem kind of couple things here and there that I do and you know they compliment me on it and and it's just it's just gratifying really and and so um it's always great when that happens not because of that aspect but um you know a lot of them are ambitious and obviously you know they're students so they're kind of starting out in their careers and um it's just great to be able to help them you know I really love helping them and I try to bring as much as I can to the table for them no different than you know the, the these sort of episodes and the various stuff that I put out, you know, I always, always try to have something of benefit. And so, you know, in that sense, I, I don't know if it does or does not, but I think, you know, the, the thing I can feel good about is at the very least someone respond to them. Like, I think, you know, one of the more discouraging things is when, you know, you're someone at that age and you reach out to somebody and they just don't respond at all. Um, or, you know, and, and obviously they have, you know, they're young and have a twinkle in their eye type of thing. And so, you know, any advice that I give, I try to do it from a pure place where, uh, you know, I give them action steps to take and, and you know, they, they are the ones ultimately that would have to do the work um, and so forth. But at the same time, it's encouraging, never discouraging and, you know, a tainted view of the business or something like that. It's always like, hey, you know, if, if that's what you're thinking, you know, these are the steps that you take and, you know, just have patience and so forth and continue on and yada, 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 you know, whatever, whatever specific thing it might be. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I just love that, you know, um, I think like doing for me, um, it's great doing these types of lessons and videos because, you know, I can kind of have them and, and be able to point people as far as like the macro, you know, like for example, last week someone asked me, you know, hey, can you take a look at my resume? And, you know, I've done a couple of episodes based on 
resumes and so I can point them in that direction and so I don't have to regurgitate everything, right? It gives them a jumping off point. And then once they see that and, and apply that, then we can talk specifics of that. So that way, you know, um, I just have that ability to, you know, blanket it for, for most people. And then we, you know, we can get into the nitty gritty on an individual level. Um, so that way everyone benefits, right? At least that's the hope. Anyway, uh, that's kind of, I mean, as far as creative stuff, um, it's kind of about it, um, overall, um, you know, obviously a couple of other things here and there, but not worth mentioning. Um, so yeah, thank you as always for taking the time to tune in, um, listen, hopefully it inspires you. If there's any questions you have or thoughts of your own, um, it could be about any of the stuff that I talked about. It could be about stuff that I didn't talk about, right? Comment down below or hit me up on social media at Phil Svitek. Would love to keep the dialogue going. Um, I really appreciate and love whenever I get to engage with you um, in that way. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. And like I said, the biggest thing, you know, we're coming up on the end of our crowdfund. So you could at least just take a look at it, um, share it. It would mean the world to me and the rest of the team. It truly would, you know, a, a little bit. Um, you know, if there's people that just donate just even a tiny amount, like a dollar, um, every little bit helps, you know, I know it's cliche, but it truly does. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, I appreciate you. I'll see you next time.